Hey there, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. Burke Allen here in Washington, D.C., and we are brought to you by our friends at SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online virtual speakers bureau. I just returned from a pair of very exciting and interesting speaking engagements with Allen Media Strategies' longtime client and pal Homer Hickam. And during those speeches at the University of Charleston and at Marshall University, both back in Homer and my home state of West Virginia, it was announced that a sequel to his movie October Sky is finally going to see the light of day. Homer Hickam's December Sky is now in development, and there are lots of news stories around the country about that. So we thought we would dip back into our Big Time Talker podcast archives for an early conversation with Homer from the year 2008. Now keep in mind that back in those days, the technical quality of the podcast was not up to par with what they are today. Uh, So it's a little fuzzy, sounds a little bit more like a telephone, but the content is still there. And Homer Hickam is truly one of the most fascinating guys you'll ever hear from. So here's our flashback conversation with Big Time Talker guest and our friend Homer Hickam on the Big Time Talker podcast. Hi, Homer. How are you? Well, I am very, very good. It, um, it's just all good here, and uh, really glad to be talking to you today. Homer, it's always great to talk to a fellow West Virginian, and, uh, you know, I, I've never asked the question, so I have to. Did you guys really blow up your mom's rosebush in the fence? <laughs> we sure did, and she's still kind of irritated about it. I was talking to her the other day, and she brought it up again. Uh, she's 96 years old. My mom, wonderful woman, a really tough uh, West Virginia woman, of course, and uh, still going strong. You think your dad ever actually said uh, that Elsie needs to get a, a hold on that boy? He's out of control? <laughs> All the time. Uh, dad was pretty sure that I was out of control, and and uh, it was certainly mom's responsibility uh, to take care of both me and my uh, older brother, Jim, in terms of any kind of discipline. He, uh, Dad was, uh, uh, of course, uh, busy with the coal mine. Uh, that was his life. And, uh, you know, like a lot of the, uh, most of the men, really, that came out of the Depression and World War II, they weren't exactly huggers. Um, they, uh, they just did their jobs and uh, expected their wives and moms to take care of the kids. You find that, that those folks that remain in the town of Coldwood, and of course the people that come back in, are so warm and so welcoming. And, and as a fellow West Virginian like yourself, uh, you know some of the, the finest uh, human beings in the world, I believe, come from those small towns in West Virginia. Yeah, I'm lucky to come uh, come from there. Really, I had a, uh, a great uh, childhood. I was brought up right. I had, had a wonderful education. Um, and I was also taught to take advantage of uh, the education that I got and uh, to go on to college or to go on um, to, to uh, whatever I wanted to do, whatever, wherever my passion uh, led me. And, uh, and that was true for all the kids around there. So um, coming back to Colwood for the October Sky Festival is an opportunity to, um, to honor not only um, what uh, the Rocket Boys did, but also uh, it reflects very well on, uh, on the people of, uh, of Colwood and MacDale County and uh, West Virginia itself. Uh, we've already gotten some email uh, chat room questions in, and one of the questions is about the, the other kids that you grew up with, the other Rocket Boys, if you will, who are Rocket Men now, and, and what those guys went on to do in adulthood. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately what people are really interested in is other people. And when I go out and uh, give speeches across the country, um, um, people want to know, well, what happened to the, to the other Rocket Boys and also what happened to my family. 
There, for those uh, folks, those few folks out there who have only seen the movie and not read the book, uh, uh, there are actually six Rocket Boys and uh, and not four. Um, Sherman Sears, um, uh, the boy with uh, polio, uh, died rather early in life. Um, but uh, before he, before he died, uh, he did go to West Virginia Tech, graduated as an engineer, and uh, started one of the earliest software uh, companies uh, in the country. Uh, Roy Lee Cook uh, became a banker and uh, is now quite the uh, entrepreneur um, in West Virginia. He lives in South Carolina, but he travels up to West Virginia an awful lot. Billy Rose um, became a uh, mining engineer and uh, is now retired, but is still pretty active in uh, in a lot of different ways. and uh, And uh, he lives in in Bluefield, Virginia. Travels to West Virginia and and uh, talks a lot to a lot of high school students to tell them that um, that they can go to college if they really want to and how to go about uh, doing that. Odell or Jimmy Odell Carroll. Um, Became a successful businessman, had his own insurance company, is now um, partially retired. He has a pretty big uh, ranch down in uh, southwest Virginia. And uh, uh, Quentin, uh, Quentin Wilson, graduates from Marshall University and um, now lives down in Amarillo, Texas, has done very well in uh, in the oil business. And um, uh, so, you know, we all, we all really, all six of us just, uh, uh, we really had quite the uh, Experience back in Colwood, and now the surviving Rocket Boys. We're all we're all still really good friends. We email back and forth, keep track of each other. Sure, sure, absolutely. Homer, this book, uh, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird. I, you know, I read somewhere, and you may or may not know if this is true, that that more uh, uh, school kids in the U.S. now actually are assigned to read Rocket Boys than To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, what is it about this book, if you can turn uh, somewhat introspective, tough for a West Virginian, I know, but what is it you think about <laughs> this book, as you look at it from the outside, that that has touched so many people all over the world? Well, you know, I wrote the book, uh, first off, to be a good read. So uh, a lot of people just enjoy it. They get a lot of entertainment out of it, uh, the story of these uh, these young boys that kind of go up against uh, the local society and, uh, and and have this passion, in this case, for building rockets and all the the fun and funny things that happen and also the very serious things that, that happen. But I think that the teachers and the parents um, uh, look at the book and see all the different threads through it that they really want their children and their students to uh, to read about and to understand. Uh, the threads, uh, of course, uh, not only include this this early the early stirrings, if you will, of the uh, space age, but also the thread of a son who uh, is trying to get um, his father to uh, to pay attention to him and to love him. And uh, there's also the uh, the thread of uh, these boys who are very different in a high school that's essentially a, a football factory. And um, they're picked on, and uh, yet uh, they persevere. So it's very much a story of uh, perseverance. And um, it's, it's a story of uh, ultimately um, a success, that um, fighting against many, many obstacles that, um, that allow the Rocket Boys uh, to succeed. So um, there's all kinds of different um, uh, levels, if you will, to this story. It kind of depends on who you are and where you are in uh, in your life, uh, on, on which thread means the most to you. I, I personally really enjoy when I hear from a reader who says that um, 
that maybe they had a father just like like my dad, who was a little bit distant, a little bit cold. And by reading Rocket Boys, um, they realized that um, that even though they they weren't sure their father loved them, that it was up to them to to love their father. And uh, and ultimately, that um, just just as it worked out for me, they believed it would work out for them too. The young man uh, being turned into first this, this book that you wrote, and then. Hollywood gets a hold of it, and now it could wind up on the Broadway stage. Is there ever a, a, a pinch me moment for you? <laughs> well, uh, of course, as I was living this, what turned out to be a great adventure in in, um, in high school back in West Virginia, I had no idea that uh, anybody would really care. But uh, once I got out and lived, uh, you know, for many many years elsewhere, and started looking back and and wrote. Um, I just wrote a short article about it uh, for for a magazine. Uh, the response was just amazing. It was just like the country really needed this story, and I think the country still apparently needs this story—a story of passion and perseverance and and inspiration that uh, just somehow touches folks. And I'm I'm really glad that uh, somehow uh, I was able to tap into that uh, by telling the story. Now, Homer, you went on to to write, uh, 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 gosh, ten novels, and many of them are bestsellers. And your most recent book, I know, Red Helmet, uh, took you back to the coalfields of West Virginia, but in a different way. Yeah, I did. Um, the way the Red Helmet uh, wrote, which is a very romantic story of uh, today's West Virginia coalfields, uh, came about was that uh, I was asked to. Uh, Go up and give the um, the keynote address of the uh, the Sago Memorial for the miners that were were killed in in that mine. And when I did, um, which I was um, you know very honored to do, I met the coal miners of today and their families. And I thought to myself, um, what I really would like to do is to write a story um, that that uh, talks about today's. Uh, coal miners and their family, and not the ones that I wrote about in Rocket Boys uh, 50 years ago. And so I took that opportunity, and um, I decided to turn it into a love story. And it's been very popular, I'm happy to say. It's going to be out in paperback in November. We'll have it available for folks uh, in Coalwood uh, in October. But um, it's turned out to be one of my more popular stories. And uh, Red Helmet, uh, a fictional account, but you have spent enough time in and around coal mines to to put some some real life background into it. <laughs> well, you know, um, I uh, worked in the coal mines every summer while I went to college, which was really good for me. It not, not only made me a little bit of money to help pay my tuition, but um, it also uh, you know uh, uh, let me mature a little bit. Let me see uh, what my father was so interested in uh, all those years. Um, it seems like, you know, I, it's just in my blood like a lot of West Virginians coal mining is. And even though I went on to, you know, I was in the, the Army and then I worked for NASA for, for many years, um, uh, every so often I still got to get down in a coal mine. Uh, recently I got an opportunity to um, write uh, the liner notes for Kathy Mateo's uh, new album titled Coal. And in the process of doing that and talking to her, uh, I came to understand that she had actually never been down in a coal mine. So I said, Kathy, I can fix that. So the next thing I know, um, she and, and her husband and uh, my wife Linda and I were up at uh, Robinson Run Mine in West Virginia. We we went down and spent the day with some uh, the wonderful uh, miners and uh, got to know some of them. And Kathy just uh, enjoyed herself um, uh, tremendously and uh, 
you know, um, it just seems like if you're from West Virginia, you got a little bit of that coal mine in your, in your blood, and, and she did. Kathy Matea and Homer Hickam hanging out together, yet another opportunity for you to sing on stage and uh, show off your vocal style. <laughs> I'll let Kathy do uh, all the singing. Thank you. And she does a wonderful job of it, too. Now, at the October Scott Festival 2007, uh, NASA astronaut Bill Reed was there this year. It's Dr. Tom Jones, uh, your astronaut buddy who's coming to town. Tell us a little bit about uh, Tom and his background. Oh, well, Tom's one of my favorite astronauts. Um, he's um, uh, 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 one of the things I really like about Tom is he's a fellow writer, and he's written a wonderful book about his experiences uh, with NASA called uh, Skywalker. And um, that's going to be available as well uh, there at the uh, October Sky Festival. And, you know, a couple of things. When, I, uh, when I'm able to get um, one of the astronauts to uh, come to the October Sky Festival, um, one thing that happens, of course, is all the people there get an opportunity to, um, to walk right up and talk to an astronaut. How many uh, opportunities do you get for that? Uh, that's one of the neat things about the October Sky Festival. It's all pretty much informal. And uh, uh, nobody puts on any kind of airs, and you get an opportunity to just really interact uh, uh, with everybody. The the other neat thing about uh, having an astronaut into Colwood is that, uh, well, a lot of these guys, they've seen the whole planet, but they've never seen any place like uh, MacDowell County and, and Colwood. Uh, it is definitely a different <laughs> slice of the territory, if you will. And um, one that, uh, that that folks come in and go, wow, you know, this is this is this is different and uh, and a little bit refreshing too. So uh, we sure do hope and we think that uh, Tom will have a great uh, time that day. Tom Jones, a former shuttle astronaut who has uh, gone up four times, done three different spacewalks, and he'll be hanging out uh, with, I guess, an actual NASA moon rock, amongst other things. <laughs> yep, NASA's going to bring the moon rock uh, to, to uh, Colwood, and that's going to be cool. Um, uh, we're also going to have Grace Corrigan there, who uh, is uh, the mother of Krista McAuliffe. Um, who was the teacher in space that um, unfortunately lost her life on the Challenger. And Grace is a wonderful uh, woman and a great supporter of the space program and loves the Rocket Boy story, and she will be there. We're also going to have uh, Dreama Denver, who is the widow of Bob Denver. Uh, that would be Gilligan of Gilligan's Island and uh, also Maynard Krebs of uh, Dobie uh, Gillis. Many, many lines of Dobie Gillis, exactly. So um, uh, Dream is going to be there with uh, Bob's uh, book and um, his, his memoirs and um, uh, Gilligan, Maynard, and me. And uh, it's a great book, too. So um, opportunity to talk to Dreama and, and uh, get Bob's book. Now, the, the entire event happens in a very compact place, Colwood, very small town. Um, and yet there are busloads of students who come in from all over America. I saw an, an email recently that there's a group of folks coming from Washington State all the way across the U.S. to to attend this event. I know last year, Homer, I ran into some folks who were in from Japan. There were several folks from Canada. Um, have you gotten a chance to, in the last 10 years, meet people from just about all over the world who are, are touched by this story? Yeah, it's really pretty astonishing who uh, turns up in my line there in Colwood. <laughs> they do come from all over. You're absolutely right. Um, I mean, but uh, this time that I know of, we've got uh, busloads coming in from uh, Pennsylvania and Ohio and Virginia, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and probably other places. We've got a bunch of teachers coming in from Minnesota, um, and you know, just folks uh, from from all around the area, and it's it's just pretty amazing. There are a lot of folks I see every year 
they keep coming back to the October Sky Festival because they had so much fun. Um, one of the neat neat things is that Cape Colwood, uh, where we launched our rockets back in the 1950s, is open for the day for rocket launches. And um, so, you know, uh, we have rocket launching going on all day long down there. I never get to see that. I just um, mostly am uh, standing there and uh, signing uh, autographs and books and getting my picture taken. The other rocket boys... They last, oh, maybe for 30 minutes, it seems like they're at the signing table, and they're they they they're gone. And where are they gone? Of course, they're down at Cape Colwood watching the rocket launches and helping them be, be launched. But like I say, it's it's all, uh, although it's organized well, it's still uh, informal. And so that folks can interact with each other and just have a great day. And I uh, understand that uh, NASA shuttle astronaut Tom Jones uh, started off uh, as a, a model rocket launcher back in the eighth grade, and he's pretty darn excited to go down and actually help these students launch their rockets this year. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I mean, how how often do you get to launch a rocket with a real NASA astronaut? I mean, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So I hope uh, folks will just take advantage of that, bring the kids, uh, just bring themselves, and uh, and just enjoy the day. The October Sky Festival happens Saturday, October 4th in Colwood, West Virginia, in McDowell County. And, Homer, your website is homerhickam.com, and they can find out more information about the October Sky Festival. Uh, where on that website again? Yeah, they can go to um, homerhickam.com slash Colwood, C-O-A-L-W-O-O-D. Um, there are a lot of interesting things, really, on the website that folks ought to take uh, advantage to look at. We uh, one of the things is we have a uh, newsletter comes out quarterly. A lot of folks uh, like to keep up with what, uh, what what we're doing and traveling and thinking and so on. And that uh, uh, that that would be a fun place to go look at all the other books, uh, the Josh Thurlow series of books set during World War II that I've written are very popular. You can go over and take a look at the, what's going on with those. And of course, Red Helmet, the new book, uh, the new novel, uh, and and um, you know I I. Uh, I'm very active uh, uh, in writing, and um, this is what I this is my passion. Um, and uh, so people can go out and take a look at what I'm working. I just finished the uh, memoir of Anusha Ansari. Uh, Anusha Ansari was the Iranian American woman who uh, escaped from Iran, came over here, made a fortune, and uh, paid the Russians uh, 20 million dollars to fly up to the space station. And she had a great story. So I just turned that in to my agent um, actually yesterday. So next year, uh, that'll be coming out. We'll have more about that uh, on the website as well. That's our friend Homer Hickam from 2008, a flashback edition of the Big Time Talker podcast, a new movie about Homer's young life as a rocket boy. Homer Hickam's December Sky is now in development. You can visit him online at homerhickam.com, and you can get brand new episodes of the Big Time Talker podcast every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate you listening. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody. <laughs>